0: Hello and welcome to SEO SAS. You are joined with myself, Sarah McDowell, SEO specialist at Like My Media. And I have the lovely Hannah Bryce, who is SEO manager at Soak.com. Each week, we like to find the most interesting topics to debate and basically come up with answers for you. Uh, and ultimately, we want you to think of us as the G.I. Janes of the SEO world, or at least this podcast. <laughs>
1: This show is brought to you by Like My Media, also known as Sarah's Second Home. At Like My Media, we help our clients to find their audience
0: and start having conversations with them, whether that's on social media, video content, or even podcasts just like this one. We're actually using their podcasting equipment right now. Ah, how lovely of them to u- let us use their equipment. They are super lovely people. <laughs> we like to think so. Even you. Ah. So, I just think we need to do a disclaimer to keep my dog occupied, and so she doesn't yap all the way through, like, give me attention, give me attention. Uh, we've given her a tennis ball to try and dis- destroy. So you probably can hear that in the background. <laughs> yeah, it's not my heavy breathing. <laughs> But she had to give Hannah a ball as well to keep her up. I yap in the background a yeah. lot too.
1: So, h- how are we? How are we doing? Really good. Yeah? Definitely. Have you had a good week? Well, yeah, not bad, but I think the weather's kind of chirped everybody up a bit, hasn't it? Mm, yes, yes. It's nice to see the sunshine and know it's still there. Yeah. <laughs> The sunshine exists yeah. in the world. How about um, you?
0: Yes, no, I'm not too bad. I've got some bruises, so I've got a
1: pretty good bruise oh, on my... Roller Derby uh, from Roller trophies. Derby.
0: Yes, Roller Derby kisses. <laughs> is that what um, they're called? Yeah, that's what we like to call them. Amazing, our industry. In our industry, uh, in our industry. <laughs> why not go for it? Yeah, uh, but yeah, Roller Derby is going good. Life's going good. we give- Oh,
1: I'm giving up chocolate for May. Are you? Chocolate, cheese, and alcohol. Yeah, so if you don't see me, you're going to probably be quite safe. Chocolate, cheese and alcohol. Yeah. Why are you doing that to yourself? I just feel like I have them in, well, too much of them. In really? General, yeah, I definitely have too much chocolate. Yeah. I feel like cheese, I could help save the world by having less. And um, alcohol, last time I had alcohol I was very ill, so. Well, not very ill, just felt awful. Wretched. <laughs> hard you don't really drink that much. I know, that's why it made me feel so bad. So now I'm just going to give it up for a month and see what happens.
0: Well, you're just going to be in the same boat again, aren't you? Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, maybe coffee. I've not decided if I'm giving that up for good or not, but well, for a month. I mean, I feel sorry for Dom. (laughs) Well, he's giving up crisps at the same time, so we're going to be miserable together. Oh, gosh. And he's going to give up beer for the month as well. Is he? Yeah. Wow. I know. I wish you guys luck. Thank you.
0: (laughs) You I won't be joining in on this. That's um, okay. I don't blame you. I enjoy chocolate crisps and alcohol, alcohol. <laughs> and cheese well i don't i don't really like cheese anyway no you'll be fine with the cheese well yeah. that's cheating though isn't it yes. i can't say i'm going to give up cheese when everyone would <laughs> like you don't like it that much anyway and can say, You're fine. <laughs> anyway so obviously we've just come back from brighton seo so brighton seo was last week or some time in yeah It's happened. In the same universe. In the universe. And it was really, really, really good, wasn't it? It was really good, yeah. It was always good, but it was really good. Really, 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 really good. Really good speakers. They covered lots of different subjects. There's a Game of Thrones chair. There was a Game of Thrones chair. (laughs) Is it called a chair? Not Throne, thank you. Game of Thrones. Oh, Game oh, of Thrones. Game of so Thrones. Tell I don't watch it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Don't know what you're on about. Uh, but yeah, we had a very nice time, didn't we? Yeah, um, we did. Brain was melting towards the end. A lot, yeah. yeah. There were
1: some games going on in the back of the car to keep us awake at yeah. about 11 o'clock
0: at night on the drive home. And Dom, you're the half. Such a trooper. Yeah. Like, driving three hours, three, four hours. Four hours on the way home, I think, yeah. Yeah, so, but it was very, very good. So uh, that's basically... What this episode's going to be about. I thought about. you were going to say "Say so That's uh, summarizes <laughs> as a See you later, guys. <laughs> it's like, wow, well, and forget the rest of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if we spoke about all the speakers, it'd be a very long podcast. Yes. So we've, it was hard, but we've basically picked out our favourites, haven't yes. we? Yes. The ones so that we probably got the most from. Yes. I mean, all the speakers were really good and I got nuggets from everyone. But yeah, these are the ones that really shone, resonated. Resonated. And we thought it'd be quite, because obviously there's quite a lot to cover and we don't want to go over too much we are going to challenge ourselves so each section in each um so how brighton seo sort of works is it will have sections and we'll have two or three speakers in each section so we're going to
1: time ourselves so each speaker or section what we're doing yes speaker. so whenever you talk you get 10 minutes And and then i talk get 10 minutes yeah that way we cover everything off without going off in massive tangents which we never do, obviously. Th- wow, well, I think I do. I know I go off on tangents <laughs> so many times. Bring you back in. Yeah. Um, but that's why we work well together. Yeah,
0: exactly. So it goes off on one and Hannah brings her back. <laughs> Straight back down to earth. <laughs> okay, so are we ready with the timer? Yeah, I'm ready. Am I ready? That is the question. Uh, yes. yes. <laughs> I
1: realised that I asked a question that only I could answer
0: then. And I was looking at you like, Why are you not answering me?
1: Right, I'm going to put the pressure on now and say that your 10 minutes starts
0: now. Awesome, right. So first up, Izzy Smith. So she is the SEO expert at Six. Sixth Car Hire. I was going to say Swift then, and I was like, what? But yes, she works at Sixth Car Hire, and she did a talk all about featured snippets, markup, schema. Her talk was li- labelled Driving Meaningful Clicks. So basically, yeah, so a feature snippet, Is Google sometimes when you go onto Google and you put in a term, Google will pull content straight from a website and put it in like an answer box. So then you don't have to click onto the site; it's there. And there's different types of each snippet, so you can have pictures, tables, lists, paragraphs. So there's lots of different types there. There's also different intents as well. So you want the people to click through. Yes, so basically the different intents are transactional, so that is where people have the intent of buying something, so obviously that's a good snippet to go for. You've got an answer one. Avoid these because with the answer ones, nine times out of ten, the end user doesn't have to then go onto your website because it's got the answer there and then. You've also got research, you've got local, so that's like um, near me, local searches, stuff like that. Visuals, that's where your pictures tables, all that lovely jazz. Fresh news and obviously you get brand snippets. So there are all the different types of intent. I think I'm making sense. One thing that you've got to... So when you're... Putting a plan together to go after a feature snippet, you've got to ask yourself can the intent be answered in the SERP, uh, So that's a good sort of general rule of thumb to go on. Then also said, so obviously knowledge packs, um, so that's local searches so basically if you say like digital agency near me hairdresser near me leicester hairdresser um google will put like a knowledge pack and basically it will have a map of where they all are google Mm -hmm. reviews and like a list of them and she gave some really good tips of how you can get into these local knowledge packs so first things first sounds like a no-brainer you've got to claim your google my business listed in because that's how Google pulls your information mm-hmm. from there. Make sure you enrich your profile. So what I mean there is, so you've claimed your listing, but make sure you can answer as much as you can. So give Google as much information about your web about your uh, business as you can. Make sure the opening hours are right, the location, all that lovely stuff. You also have to have strong on-page optimization on your own website amount of reviews so yeah just as a little tip here when people search for best hairdresser leicester google will filter out any that have less than four so let only show ones that have got four stars or more now you're going to get bad reviews part of parcel of having a website being human and being human and having a business but just make sure that you respond to to good and bad reviews because obviously then you look like you're engaging and stuff like that other top tips sorry i need a drink i feel like i'm talking really fast you're but you're doing good how long how long
1: have i got i've got six minutes yet yeah
0: oh six minutes yeah. okay i'll be I mean, fine can go a
1: bit early but and don't forget we are just giving overviews we are giving we, overviews. what we want is to, to whet people's appetites so that if you are interested in this go and download easy slides okay yes good good tip
0: there so yes she also went into other top tips so um html tables are really really good for snippet optimization because Basically, you get more SERP real estate. So what I mean there is, you get more space, Mm -hmm. basically. And with so when Google is showing featured snippets, it really it's really pushing down like the first organic position one. Because if you think about it, you've got got Google AdWords and you've got your featured snippet, and then you might have like a carousel of videos. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it pushes the organic.
1: Right the way down. Right yeah. the
0: way down. So it's really good to go for a feature snippet. And also, if you get a featured snippet and a listing, chances the chances of someone clicking on your website is higher. Yes. Yeah. Obviously, you've got more clicks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and uh, she said that the sweet spot. So obviously, sometimes you can mix up intents. So obviously, we went through that you've got transactional answer. Blah blah blah. Sometimes you can sometimes you can mix up intents so for example you could do transactional in brand or transactional and in info sort of thing so they're really good because if it's transactional people want to buy something basically and yes and one last point and i'll pass it on to hannah is when you are doing research into snippet opportunities and um, mid to long tail keywords are is the sweet spot basically cool
1: nice overview how long, how long left did I have? Yeah, three minutes. Oh, that's good then. That is good. Yeah, I mean, like I say, you've got so much more information that you have written down, but it's just good to give people an overview, really, to say. Yes. She's, she, and easy. did have so much really cool information with really good tips. It really is worth going to download the slides, just to have a look, really.
0: Yes, cool. most definitely. Okay, so resetting the timer. And just, uh, um, yeah, before you reset the timer, sorry. it <laughs> actually gets the whole 10 minutes in. <laughs> right, and SEO hasn't revealed the slides yet, have they? Uh, no, they're not published yet, but if you keep an eye out on Twitter. Yeah, so once they're ready, and I think they even um, got, videoed they've it They've got well. podcasts
1: of them all, yeah. I think, yeah. okay, is it Authoritas that done those? Yeah. yeah, cool. Yeah. Cool, okay, so... Moving on from, from that, I think at the same, same talk. So we had Emily Potter, who's an SEO analyst at Distilled, and she was talking about, um, feature snippets again, uh, basically sort of saying, well, she had a bit of a, a research campaign going on where she wants to prove that they didn't really work, um, and they didn't improve click-through rate. And some of the th- key things that we, that she delivered really was just some really really cool tips so I've written down a couple of those one of them was the question do we rank higher than the current owner so if you rank higher but they're they're doing they've got the featured snippet chances are you can steal that off them so look at what they're doing that you're not so see are their headings more keyword rich do they meet the intent a bit better can you rephrase yours to be kind of not stealing theirs but very very similar And in formatting, so if Google's put the feature snippet as a table, whereas your information is in bullet points, Mm. change it into a table. Yeah. So check out what the current owner of the feature snippet has and then replicate that if you can, or but do it better. Better. Yeah. And then another point was to join two points together. So Google will sometimes in a feature snippet take one sentence from an article and then take another sentence further down and it'll join it with an ellipsis with a dot 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 yeah yeah yeah. so instead of making it do that work for you well do that yeah for you effectively why don't you put that in yourself by joining it together with however so she said say um to help give a more less well to do a less biased and more in-depth answer say yes carrots are good for you however eating them too much yeah could turn you orange (laughs) Cheers to me. I mean, that's not scientific. No. I don't know if that's the case. It's just, it's just an example. That's a good experiment. <laughs> so, yeah, join, join two parts two, two parts of an argument together with an however. And, or you could answer two questions at the same time as well. That kind of thing. Yeah. And then another place, another place, another point that she said was really useful. I think it's Millie's heavy breathing that's putting me off. I'm a bit like, oh, my God, I've I'm, I'm been timed and there's a heavy breathing. I feel like I'm in a race. Um where to start so look at the pages that are performing really well so if you've got something that's performing in position four or position three or position two or position one they're most likely to get featured snippets so if you're going after featured snippets check out where you're ranking so I mean I've got a keyword list for example where we regularly check where we're ranking for these keywords I could take every position one to four and say okay have we got a featured snippet for those if not that's the place to start Yes, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I, I just wanted to get your view on Emily really because I thought she was a really, really good presenter, probably the best presenter we saw all day, mm. in my opinion. Um and I think it was just a really engaging research campaign.
0: Yes, no, definitely. Um I really liked her because she was very engaging and she very much told a story and she started off by saying that she didn't like feature snippets yeah, yeah. because basically they're really they're really good if you can get them but the point that she was getting across is they're really unsophisticated so obviously um you can follow all the best practices but that doesn't necessarily mean that you'll get that future snippet and basically she was just saying that like her boss gave her the task like you're the person who's going to get some future snippets and she did struggle and she found it hard but i just loved that because it was so honest yeah it was And, and like you said she she wanted So obviously, she was reading a lot of articles by HubSpot, search engine journal, and stuff saying that like future snippets will increase CTR by 600%. Yeah, yeah. Sort of thing. And she was, she had a really problematic way of looking at that. And she looked and she was like, can it really is it really that high numbers yeah she looked really Um, deep into the data yeah and and not quite yeah yeah exactly like this was one of the key takeaways is whenever you're reading research of articles what is their data have they skewed it a little bit to make it look really good so she was like I want to prove that Mm. getting a feature snippet doesn't help click through rate yeah yeah. on such a major scale and I think she didn't obviously she was frustrated because at the end she was like and guess what guys <laughs> but not the high numbers that what HubSpot was yeah, saying exactly. it was not quite as a significant. Small, yeah
1: yeah so really really useful and again definitely definitely download her slides and um, another quick point I wanted to make so we also went to see Christoph C. Kemper of Link Research Tools and he is just the loveliest person oh he's so nice he's so good to talk to Really happy to help Really good at giving advice And his talk was again Really engaging And it, he used his own examples Picked apart his own website Which is just mm. really refreshing Honest And, and I, also picked apart Brighton SEO's website Which was quite interesting Yeah Because Kelvin was in the room And I was trying to look over Like <laughs> Is he kind of trying to Pull him off the stage Um <laughs> And a couple of key key points from that talk, which I just wanted to just fit in, where he said that without external links, no matter what content you have, it will never rank as aggressively as other content that does have links. And he also talked a lot about internal links and said that more aggressive linking is required for money keywords. Mm. And we actually have a quote from Christoph, which will hopefully get across what a wonderful person yes. he is and great giving advice. So we'll play that.
0: Good morning. So I'm with the lovely Christoph. How are you doing? Oh,
2: I'm fine. Wonderful here.
0: So we've managed to get him on board because we were going to ask you a question and we love your answer on this. So if there was one SEO tip that people should do right now, what would it be?
2: Check out your internal linking structure on your website. This is so overlooked. Even on my own website, I realized I totally leave so much on the plate that this is what you should do to today, actually. Just go to your hotel room and do it right now.
0: Right now. Yeah. So forget the speakers.
2: Go forget it. the speakers. Go and, and try, look at your internal link structure and okay. realize there's so much
0: potential. Good. Thank you very okay. much. You're welcome. Lovely quote there from Kemper. Thank you again for agreeing to talk to us. But yeah, just to add to what Hannah said, one really interesting thing that I took away was when he was talking about footer links, when he was saying that rather than using branded products and so what you call it yeah is your um think of what people would search for to mm-hmm. find that product sort of thing which I thought was quite
1: interesting. Yeah again really But then really you have useful. to be a bit careful with spamming there. Or oh, I don't know. Spamming your internal links. Yeah yeah definitely because See. the more you linked to something internally, the more authority you're giving it yourself. Yeah. So you just want to be careful you're giving the right stuff yeah. to the right authority. Cool. Okay. Whilst I'm talking of experts and going back to distilled, so obviously Emily Potter was, or is, an SEO analyst at distilled. Do we need to restart the timer? Oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> how long, how We've long, not long have not gone you off got? yet. I don't know. I stopped it when... did the quote (laughs) okay restart so another expert at distilled was or is i don't know i keep saying was it's because we were there we're no longer at brighton seo especially going after all their jobs now aren't you (laughs) (laughs) so there's there was paula didone sorry if i pronounced his surname wrong i'm not very good with surnames who is an seo analyst at distilled also and she was talking about competitor research which was a really really good section to go and see all the speakers for her talk was really interesting because she'd somehow managed to put that she speaks Japanese on her LinkedIn so when a client came to her and said can you do some research for us we're looking to expand into Japan yeah she was a bit like what and they were like well you do you know Japanese yeah you can do the keyword research for us and she was like oh rubbish I just managed to get that on there somehow and i don't know how and put i think she changed it to what it should have been which was spanish yeah so that was uh that was really interesting to see how it came about but she did it so she did the keyword research and she's got a really really cool way of doing uh, competitor research that works for any language and i'm not going to do any justice explaining this but so again definitely download her slides but start off if i just do a, a brief overview there are four key actions that work for every language. Starting off with tracking keywords, then analyzing rankings, then content outreach opportunities, and then looking at topic searches and trends. So again, like I'm not going to go through all of those because I just wouldn't do the talk any justice, but the key top tips that I'd got written down, obviously include, exclude branded keywords in research. So that's one that you could spend hours and hours doing keyword research and then realize that you've got all your competitor terms in there, especially if it's in Japanese. Split keywords by type. So it's always useful to split them by category, for example, or service, but also split them by transactional or informational. Right. Then you can decide which ones you're going after, which ones are more important to you. Use Screaming Frog to find the English versions of pages. So if you've got a company that has a website in Japanese and also in English or American or anywhere else that speaks English... Use Screaming Frog and look at the Href Href lang tags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I thought that was really obvious after she said it, but such a useful tip. And then look at the pages that are getting links from competitors. So you can do. I know you can definitely do that in Ahref or oh, Href. I don't know. Does that know Ah Href. Who knows? Can someone confirm that for us? Hrefs, Ah <laughs> But yeah, you look at the links that they're getting and which pages. Those are targeted towards because then you can obviously see which pages are going to be most relevant to create. Cool. All that kind of stuff. And then topics. So this was the area that I found probably the most interesting. Use Google Trends to find out which topics you should target. Avoid topics with one-time spikes. Okay. So if you've got which vegetable is most beneficial. Okay. Something like that. And then you you search for, say, kumquat, right? And there's only one time that kumquat's ever come up in the news. So it's probably not worth then targeting that as something to go after in japan seasonality so if you can see that actually every year kumquat is actually really important in january and august make sure you give yourself at least two months of targeting before those before those months so that google can obviously crawl and index your site another key point is seasonality so if you are targeting something that you can see is very sought after or People search a lot uh, several times during the year. Make sure that you leave two months before, right? For Google good. to crawl in and index the yeah. site, and then kind of things that you do really want to target, which you see trends on on Google Trends, are evergreen, so things that are popular all year round, or increasing trends. So it started say January well, right the way up to sort of May, mm. it goes on an upward trend. So again, probably seems quite obvious, but it's really useful to
0: know. Sometimes you forget the obvious though, don't you? Yeah. So and it's good to have a reminder. So that all sounds really good.
1: Yeah, I, honestly, it was really helpful Um, really useful stuff. Cool. <laughs> you have quite a lot of time left on that one. That's great. Okay, so it's quite funny
0: that you talked about Screaming Frog, with the last speaker, because I'm going to Talk about Oliver Brett's talk, who actually works at Screaming Frog. Awesome. And so this section was all about link building and ideas of how to get links. And Oliver did a whole thing about fake news for links. Yeah. When he started his talk, he was like, "Now, just as a disclaimer, fake news is bad. Don't do fake news because you don't want to come across as the company who's being fake." Yeah. That was just the purpose of the title to get people wanting to come to his talk because what he was really talking about was link bait. And newsjacking. Cool. So obviously, with link bait and newsjacking, rather than being fake, you just bending the truth. So he was saying ideas there is you link bait in the sense of you wanna come up with an idea that's gonna get enough attraction that people want to talk about it externally. Cool. Newspapers and magazines and newspaces like that will pick it up and talk about it. So he started off his talk <laughs> by saying about the peak that his him and his friends invented what's a pea cape yes let's talk about what a pea cape is (laughs) so basically um one of his friends was a bit shy when he went to use the urinals in the toilet so he was like how can i get about this so basically a pea cape is a cape with little like suction things on that you put onto the wall wow so you sort of give yourself a curtain so you can't (laughs) see so this is a real thing well like real in the sense made it as a yeah. yeah, so okay, it wasn't cool. an actual product yeah. or it was just something that they were like talking about. And that was the whole point of it. So awesome. with Newsjack and Linkbait, it's like brands need to think of things that they can do where they're bending the truth or a fake service as well. So for example, Valentine's Day, one client of his managed to persuade him to do a remove my ex from photos service oh, wow. at Valentine's Day. Amazing. So obviously that was... and. He was edited as well So he could still Sort of offer that service Yeah But yeah But there's a company That offered like A baby naming service oh, right yeah And the real funny one Was the last World Cup When you get fans From countries Yeah There can be a bit of Tension and fights Break out and stuff So this company capitalized on this and created a t-shirt an led t-shirt that when you press the button it changed the flag in the middle <laughs> so it went from britain to france i think it was amazing so so yeah and obviously they put they put this fake product on the website so you have to think of because you don't want people to actually buy it so they always put it that it was out of stock
1: yeah yeah
0: and stuff like that but you've just it was just a really funny talk because he was just saying about all the different ideas that you could have and the main thing with it is just don't do it too regularly Because obviously if you do it too regularly People are cutting on like But it was just really funny But he said that you can do fake products Fake fake service but he also said that you've got to make it believable as well so it's got to be funny tongue in cheek photos have to be realistic so another example that he gave he gave so many um, was so Lance Armstrong recently got done didn't he for cheating with drugs mm-hmm. and there was this guy that had 13 DVDs of Lance secrets to success and obviously he had this at the time that the news came out about Lance Yeah. so he was like right how can we spin this so he took a photo with a load of empty cardboard boxes and he was holding 13 dvds but obviously with the empty cardboard boxes behind he made it look like he had thousands <laughs> and obviously the news picked it up so like, oh, check out this guy Like uh, he's done himself over yeah yeah. So, yeah it was really like really that his talk was really really good and he was just saying that because obviously when you're link building there's lots of different ways that you can do it yeah and it's you saw like, it's so much
1: harder now as well isn't it, it, it is it's not like you can just put an infographic cover. there
0: he did talk about that so he was saying that infographics are kind of been there done that yeah because people have done it sort yeah. of thing but it's still good when, to have but they don't have as much weight as they used to but he did like a whole graph of link building tactics and said whether they were high risk low risk high reward low reward awesome. sort of thing so just to quickly give you an example of that a low risk low reward would be directory links or blogger outreach Whereas high risk, high reward is creating some really good interactive content. And it's high risk in a sense of that will take lots of time and resources. And if it doesn't and work, yeah. it might not work. So with anything of this, you've got to be prepared to fail. But yeah, so just just be mindful. Don't go down the route of fake fake news is bad because obviously no one likes
1: that about bending the truth being a bit tongue in cheek being a bit fun yeah awesome i've definitely listened to the podcast on that one it sounds awesome yeah i think we've got a quote from oliver as well haven't we yes yes we
0: have hello and i'm with ollie from screaming fog he's just an amazing talk about link bait it's very very funny and very very interesting so how are you doing
2: yeah very good thanks, thanks. Uh, glad about the reaction everybody laughed at my jokes
0: that's amazing yes, yeah as always
2: like. yeah <laughs> thank you yeah. <God> for that <laughs>
0: So, yes, what is your one top SEO tip
2: for Alison's? I think in terms of content, stuff we've been discussing, obviously it's a bit lighthearted and a bit fun. I think if you're doing these kind of projects where you're sort of not lying but playing with reality, let's say, as long as you're sort of keeping it keeping it fun and lighthearted and not taking things too seriously, you know, the journalist might be aware that you're sort of lying a little bit, but as long as sort of you're making people laugh and you're making people smile, I think that's still a great way to sort of build links and raise awareness for brands
1: awesome thank you very much
2: for your time that's all right thank
1: you probably a good point a good time to mention that we also have another quote from a lovely really lovely lady called becky from reflect digital and we're going to play that in a second we're not going to talk about becky's talk because it was so cool that we want to do a whole podcast about her concept and maybe you can get some more quotes from becky don't know maybe if we see if we see how lucky we are. So should we play Becky's quote? Hello, and I'm with uh, Becky
0: from Me Digital. How are we doing? Very good, thank you. So you just did
1: a really good talk about
0: gamification. Thank uh, you. It was really, really insightful. Good. So yeah, we just wanted to ask you like for a top tip for our listeners. So the top tip around gamification for SEO is, first of all, it's got to be link worthy. And you've really got to have thought about that audience. And you've just got to have planned it out. A game isn't going to get traction just by being a cool game. We've seen it before. There's a really awesome game, but then nothing happens. It's all about that planning of the strategy the whole way through and knowing what's your purpose, who's going to cover it, who's going to be interested,
1: and making sure you've got a proper strategy around it. Awesome. Really good tip there. Lovely. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Finally, have one more quote saving the best till last maybe so we we managed to catch up with kelvin who obviously organizes brighton seo yeah and alongside his wonderful team yes and he was very very kind to give us some of his time and now that we've come through sort of we've spoken about some of our favorite tips and some of our favorite talks kelvin gives a really good idea of what you can do to make sure that you actually follow up on those. yeah yeah, yeah here's here's kelvin
0: Awesome. So we've managed to grab Calvin, the founder of brightness How are we doing?
2: Yeah, not too bad. It's always a bit stressful on the day, but calm at the moment.
0: Uh, I imagine. You? you do seem pretty zen.
2: Well, I try my best. It's like, <laughs> like a swan. It's like I try to be calm above the water, but it's the craziness going on below the water. That's <laughs> I it. love
0: that. Uh, so yes, we just want to ask a quick question. Yep. Yep. Uh, what is your top tip for people from today?
2: Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I think anyone who's going to a conference, the trick is to try and find ways of actually implementing it right I think it's really easy and it's lovely when you come along to an event and you, you can go away so full of ideas and you know energised and motivated and that's a big part of what makes a, an event work well but try and give yourself some things that you can do so if you use a project management system or you use we use Asana, I know, we use Basecamp, oh, yeah. whatever it is try and put some of those as actual tasks you know yeah. try and make them into the thing that you go back to the office next week and turn into a real thing because yeah, I, I think there's a lot about SEO that's interesting, there's a lot about it that's new and different, but actually, what makes the difference between good SEO and bad SEO is getting stuff done. Exactly. And, you know, if you can awesome. set yourself up for that, you're, you're well placed.
0: And with Asana, you get nice little... Once you've completed the task, you get
2: a unicorn Oh, I do, I do love a sauna. I think there's a lot of like interesting design elements to it that make it work quite well.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you very much for your time. Fantastic, thanks for coming. Uh, lovely. Thank you. He's such a lovely chap. He is lovely. He's like, even though on the day, he probably was like stressing and running around because obviously it's an event. Yeah. He was super nice, wasn't he? Like, of course, come
1: and talk. Like, So thank you, Kelvin. Yes, thank we you. We love you, Kelvin. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously somebody else who Kelvin is very... Is a fan of, and probably he's also like likewise a fan of, is John Mueller, and John Mueller was the keynote speaker, yes. wasn't he? So Kelvin actually introduced him by saying he's the most patient person in the world of search I've ever come across. And it's funny you should say that because he had to have
0: patience in this. He? he did. He did take he a got, bit of oh, a grilling. Yeah, he really did. I've which been, was quite. In, sorry, it no, was no. it was quite interesting, wasn't it? Because feedback, some people who attended were saying that it was a little bit too much, whereas others like quite like the format so that was quite interesting wasn't it? It was
1: really interesting and it was some of his responses show exactly how interesting it was because a lot of that was very very honest and it was funny it was really funny. So just to share a couple of those with you. Yes. so we started off strong and he said that his personal success metric is not getting fired and I think we can all relate to that. (laughs) Yeah and not only that it just goes to show that he doesn't take himself too seriously. No. He's a really good guy. Secondly so it was Hannah Smith who was interviewing him. Yes. And she asked about what sort of, what changes can he see? And he said that he can see the online marketing uh, universe diverging a bit. So he said it's, they're talking more and more with front-end developers, which goes to show that they care a little bit more about SEO. But, oh, that's the timer going off, which doesn't work.
0: <laughs> that was the time for the last one, was it? was the time. We're ahead of time. Let's just pretend that that didn't happen. Hannah also asked, how do you know what's ranking first is the right one? So basically how how does google say this is the right content that needs to be on position one yeah and he was quite honest and he answered saying that a lot of the times they don't <laughs> they don't know and a lot of queries there's no sort of right or wrong answer yeah but then that's where they have this algorithm don't they and they yeah. have like these ranking factors and that and that's where they take lots of
1: things into consideration but I thought it was quite honest where he was just saying well we don't yeah and it was very just open like that really so I think there are a couple more tough questions one was about SERP features stealing traffic
0: oh so with featured
1: snippets and so you got quite passionate about that yeah that was yeah that was very uh, heated and he started off replying with that by saying I wish I had my PR team here <laughs> <laughs> and then Hannah went on to ask him about the rel equals previous next debate so the fact that Google's hasn't been using that for years, and we've only just found out about it. And he said, yeah, that was kind of awkward. <laughs> and then went on to explain it, and then after that, he could almost sort of visibly see him wiping the sweat off his brow. Yeah. Well, not quite, but he was like, is the time up yet?
0: <laughs> yes, that was a bit on the awkward side. Another thing that Hannah went into was voice search metrics. Yes. So what she... Because obviously... It's a bit of a tricky one, voice search, because because it's so new. There's not l- a lot known about
1: it. Yeah, we don't know how we can target it that way. Yeah, we or,
0: don't know how we can optimize, yeah. and we don't know how what Google, how Google does it. So, yeah, I think so. And even John himself, he said that um, it's a really tricky topic. So when it comes to voice search, it's not just a phone. You've got other things that can do voice search. So, for example, you've got a Google Home, which can, where you can say, can we listen to some music, play Taylor Swift? You've also got gadgets where you can set timers. That was the most common one, wasn't it? Set a timer. Yeah, yeah. set a timer, or you'll be able to talk to your fridge, you'll be able to talk to your oven, and and that's all counted as voice search. Yeah,
1: as well as saying, order me some more cheese. Yes,
0: yeah, so it's not just... that's everything. It that yeah. is everything. He said about... If Google said how many million voice searches there were every day, what does that really mean to a SEO? Yeah, exactly. Helpful. Yeah. yeah, So that because obviously Hannah was asking about metric, um, how many voice searches happen and stuff, and he made a very good point. Okay, we could tell you that, but what are you going to do with that? Yeah. How many times did someone say set a timer? Yeah. Yeah. What What are you going to do with that
1: information? It's just a bit bit hard, isn't it? I suppose so. But then thinking about it, I suppose you would just segment that by searches that are relevant to you. So I I personally think it would still be really useful to have that information. Yeah. I'm just not sure Google knows how to present it yet.
0: Yeah. And he also said that what he does is he tells people, so say for example, you want to optimise for an Alexa or a Google Home, get one of the devices and have a play around. Yeah. So ask it questions and and see what uh, responses come back.
1: Yeah, we deliberately did that recently. Yeah. We thought we we're in, we're a household of SEOs and we don't have anything like that. So I use Siri on my iPhone, but normally only when I can't use my phone. So yeah. if I'm driving, sort of thing, I'll just sort of say to set a reminder, that kind of thing. But we hadn't got up until recently. We hadn't got a Google Home or anything like that. And now that we do use it, it is actually quite useful to see how we use it. And it's never to really click through to a website.
0: No, that that is interesting because you, when you're doing voice search, it's very much you need that
1: information Mm. right now. So it's either a command or what's the weather forecast? Although one thing that is really useful to know is one of the things that Google Home does is if you ask it for a list of things, it will say, and I've sent you the rest of them to your email. Um... That's linked with the Google Home device. That's so, interesting. Yeah, that's really useful. But yeah, we could go on about voice search all day. But that, I mean, I think John did really well, don't you? He did take a bit of a grilling. He did take a grilling indeed. And he's such a lovely
0: guy. Great, great end to a great day. It, it was a great end to a great day. He did do really well. He did get a grill in and that's just reminded me of another time that got a bit awkward. So when Hannah picked up the fact that um, Google had a glitch and basically a load of URL, URLs oh, yes. came out of the index, Google's index, and that was awkward, wasn't it?
1: <laughs> it was really awkward because he said, oh, there's a special term that Google have. Could, uh, well, it's like oh. an internal alarm yeah. for that. And he was like, yes. <laughs> And she said, she said, oh, are you going to tell everybody what it is? And he was like, oh, my God. And she said, if you've not, then I will. I've got it written down. He's like, oh, no, you've not. And she's like, I have, I have. And then she said what it was and said, don't worry. I've I've said it. I've told everybody your PR team won't be on your back. It's up, it's up to me. And what was it? I can't remember. It was called OMG. OMG, yes, yes. <laughs> so funny so funny but
0: then that, that just goes to show that even google has glitches yes and obviously things go wrong. when things go wrong obviously it can affect a lot of websites and what hannah was asking was will, will all the urls go back into the index and yeah. obviously google can't say that because
1: can't uh, say it for sure they can't, can't say, say it for sure. an update. but and it's it is quite serious really because it does cost people money
0: yes so. yeah but he was that's the first time that i've seen him talk and it was amazing to be in the same room as him. Um, and he was just, yeah, <laughs> it's like, like a Google God. Yeah, even though he's got like quite a responsible job and he's quite high up yeah. in Google, but he, he really, seems yeah. really down to earth. I think he always tries
1: to help SEOs as well, which is really yeah, nice
0: because uh, he's like the communicator, isn't he? He, he is. He's, yeah,
1: he's the communi- him and Gary.
0: Yeah, he, they are the communicators between us SEOers and Google. Yeah, sort of thing. So thank you, John. So thank you, John, and
1: thank you, Kelvin, for an absolutely wonderful event. Again. Yes, yes, it was really good, and I'm very looking forward to September. Talking just briefly about Brighton, how about a feature on Brighton? Uh, yes. (laughs) So I've done it this week. It's not a bad one. It's quite a nice one. So I've got a load of Brighton facts, mainly from Maslin.co.uk. Okay. Maslin.co.uk. So, are you ready for this quiz? I'm all ready. Excellent. So, Brighton's pier was visited how many times in 2016, making it the most visited tourist attraction after London? Can I guess I have, this is toy traction in the UK, by the can way. Can I have but, some choices? Sorry, yes. Uh, <laughs> 3,550,000, 4,250,000,
0: 4,650,000. So we've got two 4 millions and one 3 million.
1: Yeah. I'll go in the middle of the road. England's first naturist beach was in Brighton. But when? 1960, 1970, or 1980? I'm going to say, because 60s is the hippie. Like, love, peace, let's get naked. I'm
0: going to go <laughs> 60s.
1: Okay. Brighton has the most vegetarian restaurants in the UK. True or false? Oh, now then. Now then, now then.
0: I imagine that there's a lot, but then if you compare it to places like Bristol or things like that.
1: I'm going to go with true. Awesome. How many listed buildings are there in Brighton and Hove? Choices. 3,360. 4,240. 4,240. Or seven thousand and twenty six. I'm going to go in the middle of the road again because I have no idea, and that's always the safest, isn't it? Well, it's not because I always know that you'll go middle of the road. <laughs> oh crumbs. <laughs> crumbs! I didn't want to swear so that's not that. <laughs> Brighton Sea Life Centre is the world's oldest aquarium. Fake? No, was that was that
0: the it's thing? Oh, <laughs> I was just being a ticket. <laughs>
1: Sorry, say that again. Brighton Sea Life Centre is the world's oldest aquarium. No. There are more cats in Brighton than any other UK city. Of course you did that one. <laughs> Hannah is a crazy
0: cat lady, in case you didn't know. So there's more cats in Brighton. <laughs>
1: than any other UK city. Uh,
0: no. Because <laughs> I think Brighton, they'd have, like, different pets like unique pets <laughs> wouldn't they it wouldn't just be cats dogs it'd be like iguanas and things iguanas
1: I was going to go for a hippopotamus but you can not really... <laughs> in the sea and, and then finally Brighton is known as London by the sea true or false I would say so yes okay so you got you got two right out of seven <laughs>
0: No, I didn't so the
1: answer Brighton's Pier was visited how many times in 2016 it, it was 4,650,000 so the highest number yeah First Nature's speech was actually 1980. no it wasn't apparently it was Sixty. you might have been doing it then I wasn't born in the 60s <laughs> Brighton has the most vegetarian restaurants in the UK true or false that was true Congratulations. Way. How many listed buildings? There's actually only 3,360. Only. Only. (laughs) Sea Life Centre is the world's oldest aquarium. See, I thought that was a bit
0: of a uh, trick because I was trying to, like, before Sea Life,
1: you know, the company, surely there was aquariums before them, but maybe not. Well, blame Maslin if this is incorrect. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) There are more cats in Brighton than any other. That's also false. You said false. That was actually, no, that's three right. Sorry. That one was correct. You said that was false, didn't you? I said that was wrong. Yes. And then you said that one, and then the last one you also got right, which was Brighton known as London by the sea is true. Ah, yes, I've heard that um, before. I've heard people say that. So, and because I'm being nice, I didn't do you a forfeit. Ah,
0: oh, okay, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I mean, what could be a forfeit? How many stick of rocks can you eat in a row before being sick?
1: Well, you could do that. Yeah. Well, how many? You had to enjoy a four-hour drive home <laughs> with me, to be fair, and I was making forfeit. you make animal noises. So. <laughs> I had fun what are you on about <laughs> right Minnie Barking is our cue because
0: she's probably like come on girls yeah uh, I don't know if you heard her barking but there was definitely a bark yeah so just as a quick uh, recap if go to Brighton SEO it's really good isn't it, it is really good <laughs> good for novices experts the next one is on Friday the 13th of September if you want to get in touch with us find us on Twitter SEO underscore SES I'm Sarah McDuck and I'm not but that's my Twitter on handle on Twitter both on LinkedIn if you fancy dropping me an email, sarah at likemind.media. And yes, some promo things. Another good conference to go to Oh, nice link there. is marketed.live. So that's the website there, so go check it out. But yeah, that's a really good conference that covers a broad range of marketing topics including seo including seo because we've got philly wheeze which is amazing because you're listeners of us and we love you we've got you a special discount so if you go to marketed.live forward slash seo ses you'll get yourself a cheeky discount i'm not going to say how much because i want you to you know link bait <laughs> i want, nice you, one. To, I want it. you to go and find out yourself but if you go to the marketed.live website there's all the information on there Is that everything? That's it. Yeah. All right. Peace out. Peace out.